I'll give you guys kind of an opinion on the, uh, the episode, how I deem it going. But basically, so this episode is uh, one of my buddies from college who I haven't seen since college, James Lowe. He was like on the track team at college. I deem him, you know, a very smart and well-aware type of guy for sure. But um, he is unvaccinated, and that's like the main reason I wanted to bring him on the podcast today to talk to him. But I'm just interested to hear, you know, his thoughts and, you know, him not being able to really move about the way that vaccinated people can. I just want to pick his brain and see uh, what that's been like and if there's any particular reason that he's still unvaccinated and as, you know, mandates are kind of loosening in the city. And I'm not sure where exactly he's living. Um, the last time, I, the last I knew he was like living in Connecticut. Maybe he's living somewhere in New York right now. So I'm not 100% sure. We'll figure that out. But, um, you know, how things are lightening up. So if people really ever needed to be vaccinated, you know, like I, we'll see. So I'm very interested to to get this thing started. I'm slightly nervous. You know, I don't want to be put in a situation where, you know, I, I'm spreading misinformation. While I don't think that's going to happen, I just wanted to <laughs> wanted to come on here and uh, an intro to the podcast. But I imagine this will go great. And if things need to be edited out, you know, we'll... Uh, We'll address that bridge when we come to it, all right? But thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, enjoy the rest of this episode, guys. What's I'll, up, uh, everybody? Welcome to, to episode that. 212 of the Ted Jones World Podcast. This is the intro to the intro. We just did an intro, but, you know, I had to introduce my boy, James Lowe, all the way from Yukon, Connecticut. Man, I have not seen you in, what, dude, eight years? How's everything? It's, it's been a long time since graduation, 2014, 2015. It's been so years, like seven years, man. Bro, I got it. I mean, you never had hair like that, dude. How long did, <laughs> it, how long did it take for you to get your hair that long? Listen, it's in a bun right now, but this go, it goes down it goes down my shoulders. I had a nice dark fade and everything back from college. I've been growing this, I've been growing this since 2015. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a minute now. So I had the locks now. It's all locked in now, right? <laughs> but, but dude, any haircuts in between like 2015 and now, or you nah, just... between 2015 now, no haircut. 2015 was the last time I cut my hair. So, so um, you, I, I just want to start off by saying, James, like, I remember you came to UConn, man. You were a random roommate with a few of, you know, all of us became friends just because we lived in the same building. James was on the yes, second sir. floor with like, uh, yes, three of our other buddies, and yep. you came to UConn. I'm not sure if you were 100% if you wanted to be on the track team, but, like, dude, every day I saw you on that track trying to make the team, and then you finally did make the UConn track team. And, yes, you know, obviously being a super hard worker like you and just kind of understanding how to keep your body healthy because, like, honestly, I'm going to say here on the, on the podcast, no homo, guys. James has got a great <laughs> body, and you see him without a shirt. You're like, all right, bro, so what are you doing? <laughs> you no, know, you're always on the track and you're always in the gym, always making sure, like, Everything's nice and right. And obviously, I remember yeah. you putting the cocoa butter on in the dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> like, taking care of everything, man. So just kind of give me, give me, uh, give us a background on, like, what you've been doing the past few years. Uh, so listen, so, yeah, like like you were saying, um, I came to UConn. And um, when I think back on it, I really only came to college to run. Like, I, <laughs> you know, most people go for education. I came to run, you know what I mean? Um, so like you were saying, my first two years at UConn, uh, I didn't make the team. I got cut twice. Um, coming into my third year is when I actually walked on the team officially. Um, then after that, I pulled my hamstring. Then, so I didn't even really, really run until my senior year, which is kind of crazy when you think about um, college athletics. But like you said, it was just mad hard work and determination. Like, coach couldn't tell me no, you know what I mean? So I made sure I've always had that drive in me. Nobody's going to tell me what I can and cannot do. So no matter him telling me, oh, you should think about transferring, nah, like, I'm here, so I'm going to prove to you that I'm supposed to be here. So I've always had that, had that in me, like, I'm going to push through. Um, so post-college, um, started working at uh, Canon, uh, the camera company, doing like basically low-level accounting stuff. Um, I went to college for economics, so I have a degree in economics, um, which looking back on it actually makes more sense because I studied the economy more than anything now, but learned way more out, out of college than I did in college. Um, so worked, for, worked at Canon for about two years, 2015 to 2017. Uh, 2017 was a rough year. I lost my pops, a whole bunch of other things. Then come full time 2017 I quit working full turkey <laughs> just up left work out of nine to five life so ever since then uh 2017 2018 doing my own thing studying the markets and uh coaching now I coach track and field I coach track and field at a, um, at a high school in Hempstead I live in Long Island New York um so I coach at Academy Charter School in Hempstead right now currently 
doing what I love. Track is my passion. So this, that's just what I do now. Um, so on top of coaching, I'm in the markets every single day as a day trader, as an investor, everything like that. So that's so what I'm doing now. Is the kind of stuff that you're doing like day-to-day, like Forex trading or like crypto? Like what kind of, what kind of trading are you Forex, doing? Forex, crypto, stocks, all of them. They, they all interrelate. So a lot of people think they're so different, but they actually... If you know how to read a chart, you can trade stocks, you can trade forex, you can trade crypto. Like it's it's all it's all commingled. So it's uh, predominantly forex, but I know stocks, I know crypto, I know all that stuff. So so in paying attention to the economy for like the last four years, obviously you've seen ups and downs, and even like when coronavirus came in, everyone thought everything was gonna go to shit. Um, yeah. And in studying the economy, have you kind of seen a big shift since like March 2020 in terms of US economy, you know, obviously, it makes sense that the stocks went down, you know, like everybody was freaking out, everybody wanted to pull their money out of the bank. But do you see a real difference in the economy from when Coronavirus really started to take over in March 2020 till I guess now February 2022? There's, there's a lot of shifts. Um, First and foremost, don't take anything I say going forward as investment advice, not like that. But um, you know, I'm, happy, I'm happy you said that, dude. I'm happy. <laughs> put that disclaimer out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always but, say um, that too. I'm like, MedMen looks like a good weed stock, but hey, you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's there's been a lot of shifts. Um, the main shift that we see from since the the 2020 coronavirus uh, crash is we have very high bouts of inflation. Inflation has been the hottest thing in the news since, you know, 2020. Uh, but people, what people don't realize is, or don't know, if they have, don't actually study uh, economic history, we've actually been in a depression since 2008, since the last uh, financial crisis. Uh, most people don't know that because we've just seen the stock market go up since then. Um, if you if you're using the stock market as your gauge for economic activity and economic uh, prosperity, you're you're not getting the full range of it because we've been actually in depressed growth ever since that 2008 crisis. Um, so let's say you know if our growth trajectory was like this um, since 08 and it dipped down, we haven't got back to that same trajectory since 0809. So that so therefore we're in a depressed growth. So now it was going like this. Now it dropped down. Now it's only hasn't met back up to that to that trend line. So we've been we actually been it's, it's called the silent depression because it's not it doesn't look like it, but but it is because our growth isn't what it what it used to be in terms of an economy. So now, when coming to the COVID, you know the COVID crash in February March of 2020, a lot of people panic. That's just that's just natural because that's a that's a liquidity event that's called a black swan event that which is a black swan event is an event that you didn't see coming. Um, the reason why that was pretty much known that it wasn't going to last and the stock market was going to recover from that was, was because of how quick it happened. Actual downturns happen over time. Dot-com crash. It happened from 2000 to about 2002, 2003. The GFC, the Great Financial Crisis, happened from 07 to 09. It happens across time. When you see something crash down that fast, it usually means it's going to go back up at the same, the same type of speed. Now, uh, since COVID, uh, the March 23rd, we have, we've had uh, inflation from 20, from 09 to about 2019, the Fed couldn't get the inflation data that it wanted. Um, now, if you want, if I'm going to go deep into what inflation really is, then I can go into that, but it didn't get the bounce of inflation that I really wanted until March of 2020, April 2020, when not only did we get monetary stimulus, we got fiscal stimulus. Monetary, monetary stimulus means it's coming from the Fed. Fiscal stimulus means coming from the government. And everybody knows what happened in March 2020. The government gave people direct money. Like, here, take it. And people use that money to spend. Now, you you, you put that on top of government regulations. It's, don't, don't be mistaken. COVID didn't cause the inflation. It's the government's response to COVID that caused the inflation. Because they start shutting, they start shutting things down, everything like that. The supply chains got dismantled, so now you got all this money given to the people, but no supplies. That's gonna raise. That's gonna make prices go up. It's a, it's a, it becomes a basic supply and demand issue. So, I mean, do you think that this could have potentially been an excuse for the U.S. government to kind of correct the market? Is that is that kind of what I'm getting at here or listening to? Yes. You? So. 
Um, I don't want anything I'm saying to come up as conspiracy theory, stuff like that. This is just basic understanding the economy and basic understanding history. So, um, to answer the COVID questions, you kind of got to look at the economic stuff. And it's, 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 it sounds crazy because COVID is like, oh, COVID is about health. No, it, even though it wasn't about health, but it's like, to, to understand what happened with COVID is to understand what's happening with the economy. The, like I said, the economy was already going in, it was already in the depression, it was already in a, in a recession. So the COVID uh, crisis uh, or pandemic, I would like to call it, <laughs> the COVID pandemic was the excuse for the government. I'm so serious. Like it was an excuse for the government to do the massive amount of quote unquote money printing that it did. 30%, roughly 30% of all money in creation from, from existence, about 30% of it was created in the past year and a half, two years. 30% of it. That's a shit ton of fucking money. You know what I'm saying? So now going into the, the, the long-term debt cycle and going into the a currency, everything in life is a cycle. Nothing is nothing is still straight lines. It's a cycle. So what we're, where we're at right now is the end of the currency cycle. Prior to the U.S. being the reserve currency, the U.K. was a reserve currency. Prior to that, it was like Spain, something like that. So it always switches and averages about 90 to 100 years. The U.S. took over right around about the end of World War II. I mean, the first World War, right around 1918, because the U.S. helped the U.K. in World War I. So our dominance started to come about during World War I. Now, it didn't officially take over until 1944 with the Bretton Woods Agreement, but right around World War I is when the U.S. took over, took over as a reserve currency. So if you think about that at around 1918 or so, we're already at that 100-year mark where I said it's about 90 to 100-year um, currency life cycle. We're already at that 90 to 100-year cycle of, uh, of, a, of a currency ending. All currencies, all currencies eventually go to zero. All fiat currencies, uh, currencies, all fiat currencies eventually go to zero. So that's just, there, that's just it, how it works. So, is there um, hope for Bitcoin in this next hundred years? Is that is that um, safe to say? Maybe. Um, Bitcoin will be the future. Cryptocurrencies will be the future. I believe. Um, it's just going to take a lot. It's going to take some time because no government is going wants to give up that time of yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, so to understand COVID is to understand like. This is they. This is this is what they say. This is not just me being a conspiracy theorist. This is what they say. They, they called it the Great Reset for a reason, because they they're literally resetting the currency. So how we see the how we see things going on right now, cash in hand or stuff like that, it won't in the next few years it won't be around anymore. We won't we won't have physical cash like this. A whole bunch of things that won't happen anymore. So it's a lot. Um, now you add that on top of you know it's called. Um, the fourth turning. That's another. It's another cyclical thing. Um, that's a, that's a more of a generational thing. Um, the fourth turning basically said there's 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 four um, segments in the fourth in the, in the entire turning. Each each generation is about twenty years or so. We're at the end of the fourth turning of the of the fourth the fourth segment of it. What happens at the end of each fourth turning is a war. This is this is if you go back in history. The last time we had a fourth turning was World War Two. The one prior to that was the um, the Civil War. The one prior to that was the American Revolution. It's because about it's about every that if you if you do the calculations that that goes back every about eighty years or so. So, what do we have going on right now? Russia, yeah, Russia Ukraine, Ukraine, yeah, China, Taiwan. This is this is not conspiracy theory stuff. This has actually been put into motion. Like this is this is so like. The stuff I talked about with COVID stuff like that, how it's not quote unquote real. I didn't. I wasn't saying that in the sense that people weren't getting sick, nothing like that. It's 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 mirroring everything together and how it's all connected. So people got sick, people died. You know what I'm saying? But if you actually look at their numbers, mostly old people. Everyone that had two plus comorbidities. It's you know what I'm saying. Then you then you look at the the effects of it. It's like the myocarditis, the miscarriages, the resurgence in cancers, all this other stuff that happened. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, well, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that in being unvaccinated, so for those of you who uh, don't know or are not picking up on this, James is unvaccinated, but like in being unvaccinated, do you think that you guys, you, when I'm saying you guys, I mean the unvaccinated mm -hmm. are causing the delay of people still having COVID? 
and stuff like that. No, 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 no. And this is this is this is actually this is by their numbers. You know what I'm saying? So in the beginning, they tried to put it as oh, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. But if you and we and us conspiracy theorists, whatever you want to call us, we said yo, we said yo. First of all, natural immunity. Now, if you look at the news, what are they talking about? Oh, natural immunity does better than the, than the uh, than the, uh, the shot. Then you say you know things like. Um, what else? What else they've said? They, 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 they basically everything that we were saying, they backtracked. Oh, the masks don't work. Well, well, we said that already. Like, we told y'all the masks don't work. Um, so, like, they tried to play it as a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but it's really not. There's a, a lot of stuff got, a lot of stuff got taken out of, of, of media and stuff like that. And it's because it's part of their agenda. It's simply part of their agenda. Like, it goes back to the money and everything like that, but it's, there's a twenty fifth. There's a twenty fifteen scientific paper that said, whenever you, that I said, if you produce a vaccine that's not a, a, a quote unquote perfect vaccine, a vaccine that's not fully fully done, whatever you want to call it, it actually causes the spread to spread more. This is a this is a scientific paper, twenty fifteen. They knew they know about this already, but this that's the type, that's the type of stuff that doesn't get you know, push in the media because they have an agenda. They say, no, we, we need to make people think, be f- so fearful. So much fear that spread in these past year and a half, two years is ridiculous. Like, let's keep it real. I, I, at least from, from my perspective, let's keep it real. COVID was the flu. What happened to the flu in the past two years? The flu disappeared. Well, have, did no... you, have you ever previously gotten a flu shot, though? No, never. So or have you, I guess, for the most part, been against kind of shots and vaccines, you know, for... So, so to be clear, I've got I've gotten my you know my shots going going through t- Tyler to to, to um, high schools like that. That's but that was obviously like well people like to bring that up as oh well you you got your shots all the way through high school college like that but you know, I'm not in the same state I was back then. I was under my parents, so it's, it's a wholly different thing. Now I'm doing my own research, doing my own studies. No, why would I put this? foreign substance into my body why would so i put does your uh, i mean does your thought on the foreign substance maybe have to do anything with like what you've seen in history in the past like for example the tuskegee syphilis study i don't know how much you you know how much uh research yeah, yeah for sure like. so I, I i'm not gonna lie i don't know too much about it but i know it wasn't for for us type so, of thing. yeah so basically i mean they took a group of 400 or so african-americans yeah, i know of syphilis. it but I just don't, yeah. yeah yeah they gave yeah. them a placebo drug but we're telling them all right this is the drug that's going to work and this the study yeah, was only yeah. supposed to last six months ended up lasting 40 years and then finally in like the 90s clinton came out and was like this was the worst thing we've you know could yeah, have done to exactly. any group of people exactly so it, we're dealing with that same type of thing except but now instead of you know that was predominantly you know geared towards you know the african-american community mm-hmm. it's geared, geared toward everyone now we have a, a quote-unquote vaccine which is not really a vaccine but we've had a vaccine that got rolled out six months into a quote-unquote pandemic vaccines normally to get approval normally takes seven to ten years to get a to get approval we got something in six months so do then you, you think that the, do you think that the vaccine helps people get less sick if you were to get covid this you one, no, and, 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 and this has pretty much been proven that it doesn't, because it doesn't, it doesn't prevent me from getting sick, nor doesn't prevent from me spreading to other people. So, wh- where's the safety, quote unquote, in that? If I if I can still get people sick and they can still get me sick, now why I say it's not really a vaccine? Okay, the notion or the the theory behind vaccines, I can agree with. So let let me let me be clear. I can be I can agree with the notion or the you know the the premise behind vaccines, which is to give you a small dose of the the pathogen whatever the case may be so that your body can build the immunity up to fight it cool i get it this isn't that this is a mrna vaccine Uh, if you if you took science back in middle school high school mrna is a messenger rna what does that do mrna tells your dna how to express itself so they're literally doing gene therapy on people in the in the name of science, in the name of health, in the name of all this other stuff, they're doing gene therapy. Have you ever been tested for COVID? Haven't been. Te- yes, I've been tested for COVID. Yeah. So you are not worried about like the government or whatever getting your DNA through the tests, correct? No. 
no maybe not it's not a thought it's not a thought know, like exactly. <laughs> so um it, in being unvaccinated how difficult has it been since the vaccine really came out i guess like the last year for you to kind of move about you know like i mean you're probably not allowed to do a lot of things being unvaccinated yeah right? so i so i've been i'm in long island so if i was in the city or brooklyn yeah. or something like that it would be much more difficult long island doesn't have um, those same type of restrictions so i've been able to move around the only thing that's really affected me was as of recent was going to the gym and they just recently uh put the that you had to have a vaccine whatever for to get in but they actually just took that out so honestly i go to coach i go to the track and i'm home so i don't really go to many places but like i said long island's been pretty chill so i'm that's thankful for that but yeah so if you were to live in new york city and you had to get the vaccine to go coach at you know the high school go to the gym go to even the starbucks on the corner i mean would that be mm -hmm. something that would change your mind Oh yeah, I'd have been, been out of survive. I'd have been out of New York City. I'd have been out of New York City, one hundred percent. Since, but that's that's me. That's I'm not. I'm not like most people in the sense that I'm not going to acquiesce and I'm not going to let someone dictate what I'm doing. You feel me? Like I, if that if, they, if I was in the city and they they outrolled that, I'm out the city. I don't care what job I have. I don't care. I'm out. You're not. You know. You're not about to force me, manipulate me, and coerce me to do something that I don't want to do. That's just not, that's, that's just me. So I'm seeing now um, in New York City, I just like within the past few days, and you know, I'm sure you've seen this too, the mask yeah. mandates are kind of going away by the wayside. So, I mean, if the mask mandates are going away, I mean, it kind of takes away from the people who are vaccinated because if the mask mandates aren't there, are they going to still ask you to check your vaccine? You know, like, mm -hmm. at, like anytime you walk into a place. So, I mean, the future kind of looks like coronavirus is moving down towards, you know, not as yeah. many cases per day. So yeah. do you see a world or like a months from now where you, you would just be like, I told you so, you guys didn't even need to get this vaccine. Look, you can do everything that we've been doing since pre-2020. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I hate, I'm, I'm not for one to be like, oh, I told you so. Like, I don't, I don't, that's, 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 been, that's being very egotistical and stuff like that. It's just a matter of look at the wider scope of it. You know what I mean? Um, you have to be able to connect all the dots in order to see what's going on and then move forward from it. Um, I've said this, you know, since the outrolling of the vaccines, by the way, since the outrolling of the vaccines, deaths have been increasing, not decreasing since the outrolling of the vaccines, but that's actual fact. You could, anyone can search anything that I'm saying. Um, but I do think, and I, and I'm praying I'm wrong. I do think in these next two to five years or so, we will see the actual health crisis, um, because of the vaccines. And what, I, and what I mean by that is we don't know the long-term effects of this at all. It's, it has never, it's never been tried. So we, a lot of people just willingly jumped into an experiment. That's pretty much what they did. So you know why, why, why do you feel that like the government just didn't initially come out before the vaccines and say, okay, the best way to not get coronavirus is get sunlight, eat healthy and work <laughs> out a couple of days a week. Why did they not initially come out with that before the vaccine? It's, it's not part of their agenda. What, 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 it's not part of their agenda. They need to, they need people to they need to control people. Point blank, period. Control of power and corporate profits. That's all it's about for them. It's not about the the, the benefits of the of humanity. <laughs> it's just it's just not what they do. It's a very small amount of people controlling the masses. That's what that's what it's always been about. You know, since inception, it's just about power and control. Um, you tell people, you know, on the onset of COVID to go outside and get sunlight and and, and take your vitamins or like that is it, it defeats the whole purpose, which is to inflate, which is to increase the money supply, which is to cause economic calamity. That's just it's called it's it's it's, it's, it's a rotation. It's it's uh, a lot of people, you know, get mad at rich people like that, but it's just it's just part of the game. It's just this is what they do. You know what I'm saying? So. But how have people around you, uh, like your friends and family, and if they are vaccinated, unvaccinated, reacted to, I guess, your kind of whole thought on the vaccine and the economy working together? Like, how are people react like around you kind of believe the same thing, or do people think you're crazy? Nah. Um, so my friend group pretty much is, uh, I under you know, my friend group pretty much knows what knows knows what's up. I had to put I had to put my mom and sisters on. They're not vaccinated either. Um, I had to put my mom and sisters on what's going on. Um, the only, like I said, I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. Let me be clear. I don't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't really matter. I'm sorry if I can curse on the podcast, but no, do the um, um, I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. It doesn't matter to me. Um, the only, 
honestly, the only thing, the only thing that got affected was, you know, I had to stop kissing my grandma. Like, you know what I'm saying? When I see my grandma go say hi to her, like, I stopped, I stopped doing that. But um, I got called a Trump supporter because I, <laughs> I got called a Trump supporter by my uncle because I, I didn't want to wear a mask. Like, it's, it's stupid stuff like that. But, but, um, but for the most, for the most part, the people around me, they, they, they know what's up. So is Whether, your sister you know, and your mother, are they able to work? Are they working right now? Yeah, they're, they're working. Yeah, they're working. Everyone, everyone's working. I have, I have three sisters in total, one older, two younger. Um, one of them's in, one of them just graduated. The other one's in school currently in Jersey. Um, but they're all good. They're unvaccinated, um, everything. So what does your day-to-day look like in terms of, you know, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or telling people that you're unvaccinated and other people are vaccinated? Like, how does that look? Just because, like, it feels as if there's so much tension between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, especially in a place like, you know, where I live, New York City, Mm -hmm. where, like, you really can't go anywhere if you're unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. As of right now, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to show the card. Or if you're in a place, you know, some places still require masks. Like, what does your day-to-day look like? Do you find yourself in conflict with other people for your decision? Nah, I don't, it's not really much conflict. The only, like, the only inconveniences is when I got to go to the high school I coach, I got to put on a mask and go inside the school. Like, but once we're at practice, taking it off, I'm outside. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's no, you know, there's, there's not much inconveniences that I have. I don't wear a mask, going to the grocery store. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just find it very, very funny that this became a whole thing of, asking people if they're vaccinated like you know what i'm saying it's like prior to 2020 ain't nobody asked me if i had my hpv shot and i have any other other vaccines but now all of a sudden it's become a thing where you ask somebody if they're vaccinated it's like that's very weird so you know with the divisiveness that's by design you know that's that's basic warfare strategy you know diversion distraction deception division that's and that's what they're doing with us now it's, it's vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It's mass versus unmasked. It's Republican versus Democrat. It's, they're always creating this division so that we don't actually come together because they know the power is in the people. If people come together and say, just like like, like, we, like they're doing in Canada with the truck protests in Canada, they say, fuck it, I don't care if you're ma- vaccinated or not. We're coming together because we're against mandates. Stop trying to tell us what to do. That's, what, that's all we're trying to say. Stop trying to tell us what to do. That's what it's all about. Stop trying to tell us what to do. If you want to get the vaccine, go ahead. If you don't, go, it doesn't matter. I, I'm not affecting your health by me being unvaccinated. And if you actually want to use their numbers, it's actually, you're actually affecting me by being vaccinated. That's, and that's them. That's them saying it. It's not me saying it. That's them saying it. So it's like, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. Well, bro, I mean, it's, it's very enlightening to talk to you because I know you're such a reasonable guy and you are very smart. And it's just like when you think about, no offense, obviously, but when you think about somebody who's unvaccinated, you, know, you think of like somebody middle America who's uneducated potentially. And maybe, you know, like you were saying, maybe like a Trump supporter, like, no, I'm not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I want my religious freedom. I want my freedom. And then you'll see an entire family like acting yeah. like that, talking like that. And then within two weeks, they could possibly be all very sick and, you know, die of, of something. Mm-hmm. Like so how do you look? How do you look to be look to be perceived? You know, in in thinking that vaccines are really not not useful. Listen, I, to be honest, the way I'm set up, I don't really care how people perceive me. I've lost followers. I've lost, you know, what I'm saying over the, over this whole thing, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's it's a, it's a matter of opening your mind, opening your eyes to what's really going on, and once you start to connect the dots of how it's how it connects to the economy how it connects to these cycles and all this other stuff and then it, and it starts to make more sense to you because it's like oh now i get it like, you know what i'm saying so you know in the beginning of you know when it first rolled out you know the first two years i was very adamant about trying to wake quote unquote wake people up it wasn't until this the last last seminar i went to i think the last seminar i went to was just like yo don't focus on trying to wake people up because we're already past that now I saw that. Was, that. was that with like the um, Rich Dad Poor Dad the conference? You were um, it wasn't. It wasn't his. It wasn't his event, but it was. It was George Gammon's event. Um, I've been going to his. That was the second event. I've been. I went to the first one. This is the second one. Uh, that's just a. Uh, um, I, I don't really want to call it an investor conference. It's just. It's just macro. It's macroeconomics. It's. Just, it's. I'm learning from economists, from bankers, from people who read, who actually really in it, like. Uh, People that who understand these cycles, people who who former former Federal Reserve officials, like these people who are actually in the weeds of it and know what's going on. These people know, like, listen, pay attention for a war. There's a potential of a war on the horizon. Like these people know what's up. You know what I mean? So I I learn from people who are in it, not just 
no Manny Danny down the street. You know what I mean? So let's go so, back to what let's go back to what I was saying before though. Like you'd say maybe let's go to Middle America, an overweight mm-hmm. family of five. One of them gets the coronavirus, and then mm-hmm. two weeks later, they're all either almost dead or all of them are dead. Are you are you saying that it's just because they started off not fit? Is that kind of your thought process and why that they would get so sick from quote unquote the flu? Yeah. Well, let's look at what the CDC said. What's the number one um, um, cause of death? Obesity. Yeah, obesity. <laughs> this is them saying it. Obesity. You're you're not healthy. It, you know what I'm saying? So it's not outside of age. Next thing was obesity. You know what the third thing was? Fear. This is them saying it. Not not me. This is them saying. It. So everything that everything that our us quote unquote conspiracy has been saying, six months later they come out and say it. So it's like who who now? So who are you about to believe? So the theme I believe of these past this past two years now has been cognitive dissonance. So cognitive cognitive dissonance is. No matter you have a certain belief into something, and no matter what facts and stuff that are presented to you, you will continually hold on to your belief. So people are holding on to the belief that coronavirus is the worst thing since the motherfucking Spanish flu, and it's not. But and, and no matter what facts are being presented to them, yo, look at this, look at these numbers, look at this, they don't care. They don't care. That's cognitive dissonance. They refuse to give up that belief because now that belief has become part of their identity. Once something, once a belief becomes part of your identity, you will defend that identity to the death of you, no matter what other facts are presented to you. So, if you were to start running the town where you live in, what does it look like? <laughs> um, honestly, a lot of freedom, and when I say freedom is um, free, letting letting the people decide how they want to run things, not letting, not having the power in such a few individuals letting the people decide that's honestly the only answer to this whole economic situation it's so basically free- just to so just to you know kind of sum, uh, summarize that so you'd say like you know tom has a bagel store he's saying mm-hmm. no mask no mandate you come in you get a bagel you do whatever dan exactly. has a bagel store down the street he says everybody needs masks i'm not checking the vaccine then you know eddie has another bagel store he's saying i want vaccine cards i want masks in yep. the store. you're saying that's kind of how it should look let everyone do what the hell they want. Let everyone do what they want. Because if you th- if you really think about it, man, when these vaccine passports got rolled out in the city and you know, all these different all these different places, how is that any different from the Jim Crow laws when black people weren't allowed at certain businesses? There's there's no don't if you look at it from a business to a customer standpoint, then you will say, all right. There's, 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 there's no difference. But if you look at it from the government, because the Jim Crow laws was from government to business. The government said, you are not allowed to have this, person, this individual in, in your business. That's, that's, that's what, that was a Jim Crow. This is the same exact thing. The government is saying, you are not allowed to have a certain individual in your business. Not, not, not the business. The one I started, the one I paid for, bought blood, sweat, tears for, I'm not, I'm not able to decide who I want in my business. The government is telling me who I decide, who I get to have in my business. That's Jim Crow. That's Jim Crow. That's government to business. Business to customer, uh, just like we just said, if, if a business could do whatever the hell they want with their business. If I go down the streets to the bagel shop and that, that, that business owner, not what the government said, that business owner said, I don't want you in my business, I have to, I have to oblige to that. I can't, okay. you know what I'm saying? It's their business. Okay. But the fa- it's the fact that it's coming from the government telling the business what to do. That's Jim Crow. Now, let's say, um, you know, you have a big a chain grocery store. The CEO of the company is like, all right, all of the 80 grocery stores that I manage need to, you need to have a vaccine card and you need to have a mask. Does that just mm-hmm. mean that everybody who's unvaccinated and won't wear a mask, I mean, they're going to be cool with not going into those stores? Like, does that, does that start some sort of like revolution against this particular store? Like, it, it just say it. it the way I'm thinking at at it, like what you're what you're saying, it makes so much sense. Like everybody should just do what they want to do. Yes, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I mean, don't they? Don't people just clash heads between the vaccinated and unvaccinated? It it will. I don't. Um, when it comes down to like stuff like that with grocery stores, that's very hard. Cause now you're dealing with people being able to feed themselves. Right. That's what I mean. That, like, let's say exactly. like you have the grocery store two miles from your house, and the next one is twenty miles away. Like, you're, no way you're yeah. gonna you know spend all that extra gas money or whatever it is exactly. to get there. It takes all that time. Yeah. That that in that sense, I do like I think that would cause a revolution. Now you got people who are really now you're trying to stop me from eating. Now that's a problem. You you prevent me from feeding my family. That's a problem. 
all because I choose not to inject a foreign substance in my body, then that's a problem. I, you know what? Let's say I'll put on a mask again to go inside the stores. I need to feed my fucking family. But now you're telling me I got to inject a foreign substance in my body in order to feed my family? Now we have a problem because now you're taking away my individual freedom and my individual rights, and that's not right. So now, if it's me, I'm going to the store regardless. What's up? You go kick me out? What's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's, but that's me. But yeah, that, that would cause so much calamity because that's preventing people from feeding their families. And that's different, you know? So in, a, in, a, in a, such a compact place such as the city, it's a little bit easier to get off. A place like Long Island, stuff like that, was not as more open, I don't know if you can get that off. Because it's just like, nah, you, that's not happening. It's, it's too much. So it's safe to say you definitely don't feel left out from taking the, taking the vaccine. No, not at all. I don't know. I feel like I'm part of the 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 the, the, the few that's the going woke on. ones, as you'd say. No, I, I don't I actually I actually don't like to use use word. I don't like to use the the word woke. Okay. I actually don't because um that's gotten very very misused. Cause now sure. you got it's almost a negative connotation. Yeah, almost, it's, right? it's, you got you got you know you got Netflix posting banners for BLM. Now they have woke company. Now you got Amazon. That's a woke got such such misused. Sure. I actually just use I I, I use a conscious awareness. I use your level of conscious awareness. That's what okay. I like to use. How, how conscious are you? That's what I like to use. I don't like to use woke anymore. BLM movement, the woke movement, BLM, first of all, the BLM, this, this is gonna, from all black people. <laughs> <laughs> this is another topic? The BLM movement is a bunch of bullshit. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. That's coming from a black person. The BLM movement is a bunch of bullshit. Like, <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so, yeah, I, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like I said, I think these next, since the rollout of the vaccines, the next two to five years are going to look very, very different. Um, we've already, we've already seen, you know, the population has been actually been declining. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. Um, like I said, there's been so many, there's miscarriages. There's so many health problems that are happening that they're not disclosing. And it's only going to get worse the more they try to um, roll these things out. And, um, like it's, it's it's a lot, but like I said, when you tie this all together with, with the fourth turning and all this other stuff, it's just like, and then turn it to you know talk about energy and stuff like that. It's just like the to be blunt, the world is the world is overpopulated, and that's just to be very blunt about it. The world is overpopulated to the point where the energy that we use is no longer sustainable for us. So, and they know this. They know this. Now, this might be I'm, I'm putting my conspiracy theory hat on here but also understanding history. Our lifestyles have been in direct correlation with the energy that we use. What I mean by that, we used to burn wood, then we, then we burn coal, then we moved to oil. Through that time, our lifestyle trajectory started to go up because the energy that we're using is more efficient. Totally. I mean, yeah. flying, driving, we're not using horses anymore. Yes. Energy is energy is the economy. People need other energy is the economy. Energy is the world. So, right? So, we've at a, we're at a point where what we use, which is oil, and our population, they're knocking heads right now. They're knocking heads right now. So, how, um, this is the, how they see it, the, the, the global elite, whatever you want to call them, how they see it is, listen, we can either we have two options here. We can either decrease the population or switch the energy that we're using. Now, if we switch the energy that we're using, which we're using oil, if you Google how much oils and everything that we use, it's ridiculous. Like you'd be like, yo, what the hell? Like, but to get off of oil, like I said, they move in tandem with each other. To get off of oil, that means our lifestyles have to decrease. Or find a different source of energy. That's why we had this whole quote, green movement that's going on and stuff like that. But green doesn't sustain us. It doesn't sustain the population. It doesn't sustain it. At, at eight billion people, this green movement does not sustain. So now you hear them. They're talking about you know nuclear and things like that. But that also, if you want, pollutes the pollutes the pollutes the world, um, the atmosphere and stuff like that. So there's so many things. But so the way they see it, and they've they've said it. This is not just me coming out my ass. This they've said it. The world is too overpopulated. We need to reduce the population. How do you do that? Okay, well, we got. I'm just like I said. This is me putting a conspiracy theory hat on, if you want to call it that. We have COVID. Okay, COVID. COVID took out what majority old people. Okay, no, nobody's going to bat an eye at, at old people dying. It's that's just natural way of life. Okay, what's the second way? Well, prevent people from having kids. How do you prevent people from having kids? 
I don't know, maybe inject a foreign substance in their body that deters them from having kids, possibly. Who knows? Jeez. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But if you really think about it, and it, think about these 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 sci-fi movies and all the stuff that goes on, like they 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 they, they pretty much tell you, like, yo, listen, <laughs> something got to give here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but but even 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 prior to um, vaccine rolls and stuff like that testosterone levels have been dropping fertility levels have been dropping ever since that that 08 crash which was pretty much the end of the system in general the economic system everything like that we've been on life support since and they know it they know but like i said we've been a silent depression they we've been on life support ever since then so when you think about it that way it's just like wow is the the world literally can't sustain more people and what are the, there's only, you only have two options, either change the energy that we use, which will decrease our lifestyle or decrease the population. Well, how do you feel about, I mean, you have the, all these um, thoughts about the health industry. How do you feel about, you know, the food industry, farming and agriculture and stuff like that? Horrible, horrible. We like, we've, we've injected so many stuff, stuff in our, in our foods and, and chickens and all stuff that the pesticides all stuff, like it's ridiculous that so we have, just like we have fake money, we have fake food. Everything is fake nowadays. Like, Fake money, which is the government, the government um, issue of currency, the fake food, fake meds, all this other stuff is everything is so fake. So would you? And, I mean, so would you say that somebody should look to eat the way I'm eating? I don't know if you fully know, but I'm full vegan. No. I don't eat fish. I'm just like fruit. Okay. Um, that's what's you know, up. I'll, ha- I'll have like Beyond Burgers, Impossible Burgers, but anything that I'm yeah. eating, it's just completely but meat free. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So a ve- I'm not saying anyone. I'm not saying everyone should just be a vegan. I'm not a vegan. I'm I'm not a vegan. Um, but also understand that even in eating vegan, where are you getting your food from? Is it is your food organic? And even if it is organic, it's like now you got now it goes back to the soil, the soil that's being grown out of. It's like by the time you go purchase that fruit or vegetable, it's already like a month old. Like, you know what I'm saying? So even it's that's that that is the better option of of, of eating more fruits and vegetables, obviously. But it's just it, it, all go, it all goes back to the source, which is the soil. Our soil is is horrible. We don't we don't recycle the manure and stuff like that we, like we used to do. We just put pesticides all the stuff. You know what I'm saying? We just put pesticides stuff all on the all on the food, and so our soil is horrible. So you know, it's they're 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 this is them. They're projecting in the next you know you know about things about fifty years or so. Like we won't have any soil left, like because the soil the soil is now turning into sand. How does that happen? It happens when the organic content of the soil is being taken out of the out of the soil. It becomes sand. That's how you get a desert. Now, and that's because they're not allowing the manure and stuff like that to be recycled back into the soil to keep the soil fresh. They they know this. Bill Gates is the fucking now the largest farmland fucking owner in fucking America. Like they know this. So he, he's controlling the food now too. So it's not it's not like they don't know this stuff. They know this because on purpose, they're slowly i th- honestly i think this, i think this whole thing has been about depopulation bro it sounds crazy but it's like think about the, all the movies that's been pop- just popping out oh we, all these movies have been about either zombie apocalypse or depopulation thanos taking out half half the population and once that like it's they i think they, they show you before they do it and but obviously they, they just can't be so outward about it like you know uh, hey we're going to depopulate like no they got it they got to do it in a covert way that's why i actually do feel bad for not feel bad but like just i really want to know how this is going to turn out with those who got vaccinated like it sounds crazy but it's just like we don't know the long-term effects of this stuff well what do you think what 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 country do you feel has um done their part and how and how you believe do you think any country has handled this appropriately in the past two years have handled appropriately no because this everyone you gotta understand this this global elite or whatever you want to call them controls every single country now are there countries that are standing up yes look at look at el salvador bitcoin. they they yep they made bitcoin they made it they made bitcoin, bitcoin legal legal tender in, in el salvador so you know people might look at it like oh and they're taking a big risk of like that hey you got to take risk to get reward so if they believe Bitcoin is going to be the future, what I do believe it will be, they they just made the biggest bet ever. You know what I'm saying? So and there's actually another Latin American country that's going to be adopting Bitcoin as well. So we we're starting to see these countries starting to 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 get out of the thumb of the global elite. So, but in terms of these past year and a half, no country did what I feel like did what they should have done, which is take hands off 
and and and, and you know let the people decide what they're going to do because if you if you look at their data there's there's no correlation between the countries or states that admitted it that um that did mandates and, and countries that didn't do mandates the virus did what it was going to do regardless there was no there was no correlation that oh if we, if we do mandates then less there's going to be less cases no it didn't matter well, it did not matter at that, all. Do you think the thought was, all right, if there's going to be mandates, there'll be less people in, like, the ICU hospital beds? Because if you remember, that was, like, a huge issue in, like, even yeah. places in New York City, Long Island, everywhere in the country where they just didn't even yeah. have enough beds for these people who were getting so sick and a lot yeah. of them being unvaccinated. So what do you kind of have to say about that? Yeah, so so in the beginning, you got to say in the beginning, it was it was going to happen like that either way, you know what I'm saying? And then look at the look who was in those ICU beds. It's mostly old people. You know what I mean? There was no, there was relatively no young people in those in those ICU beds. You know what I mean? So, in the beginning, it's very, very largely fear based, and every, everyone had a sniffle was running into the hospital for for what reason? If you're if you're below fifty and you have a just an all right immune system, you are fine. You'll be you'll be in your or you'll be on your ass for three days, three to five days, just like the fucking flu, and you'll be fine the next. But people took as much fear as they were dishing out in the news and they ran to the hospital taking up beds that didn't need to be taken up you know what i'm saying so it was it's, it was it's, this whole thing has been a whole debacle that's just like and you take a step and you actually just breathe and take a step back at it and just like does this make sense you know what i'm saying does this you ask yourself does this make sense like make it make sense to me how can i make this make sense and you really you realize like this doesn't make sense at all listen my heart goes out to everyone that who passed away you know from or I not even say from COVID, with COVID, I should say, not from COVID, um, because only 5% or not even yet, only like 5% of the deaths were actually from COVID itself, not from the other comorbidities, but, and that's their numbers, not mine. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's a lot, a lot's been going on these past two years. And it's just yeah, like, man. you know, and then you talk about the hospitals that got, hospitals were getting paid left and right for writing COVID deaths on versus the, on, on death certificates that weren't even part of COVID. Like this whole thing has been like, it's, and this is not, this is not conspiracy stuff. This is actually real. Hospitals were getting paid like $13,000 per person that for the doctor for writing COVID death on their, on the death certificate when it wasn't, uh, people were going in, say they got into a car accident. And they, went, and they went to the hospital and they died in the hospital. But they prior to dying, whatever, whether they were dead or not, they, got, they tested them for COVID. If they got if they tested positive for COVID, instead of a car accident killing them, they put COVID killed them. This is this is real shit. Like this is so the numbers that you see are all are, are inflated like a motherfucker. And it's just like, but people don't people only people are only seeing COVID equals death. That's all they're seeing. They're not seeing all the other stuff, man. And, but this is why, like, it's been so much deception has been over these past year and a half, two years. And it's just like, yo, you guys have to expand your mind, expand your eyes to see what's really going on, man. So I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like I said, I think this is about depopulation. It's unfortunately, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They've, they've come out and said it, you know, we need to get rid of like two, three billion people or something like that. It's not, this is not me just making it up. They've said it themselves. Um, Who are you referring to when you say they've said it themselves? Uh, the global elite. Um, there's there's a there's a bunch of entities that people need to to pay attention to, and that's one of the main ones is the World Economic Forum, the WEF. Klaus Schwab. He literally he literally looks like a James Bond villain. Like <laughs> he looks like someone from a movie. Um, he's he's the one that who came out the Great Reset. He's the one who said COVID um, COVID is going to be used as a way to to reset everything. He's like he's one of the main people out there. Um, World Economic Forum, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, pretty much the central bank of the central bank of central banks. Um, what other organizations? The Fed itself, the Fed, even though it's under the umbrella of the IMF, but the Fed, the Federal Reserve, um, these entities. Um, who else are, are out there? The BIS, the the Bank of International Settlements. All these, all these, all these three or four letter word entities are controlling everything and. So when I say they, I mean like the global elite, the, the the handful of people that are dictating what goes on in every single country, every single continent around the world. And that's a very, it's a very small amount of people controlling everyone else. It's like a pyramid, like a pyramid, boom. But where's the power in the pyramid? The power's in the base. Because without the base, the, the top can't, can't stay up there. And it's because we're acquiescing, it's because we're willingly giving up freedoms and stuff like that, that they stay, that they stay in power. And it's, it's literally about the, the, the masses coming together and 
saying no. Like, that's literally like, just say no, bro. Like, <laughs> so just say, back in high school, say no to drugs. Just, just say no to tyranny. Say no to authoritarianism. Say no to socialism. Say no to communism. That's, that's all you have to do is say no to. China is the blueprint of how they, quote, unquote, want everything to go. If you know, if you know anything about China, you know, it's a communist, you know it's a communist country. That means the government controls every means of production in, the, in that country. That's what the, the blueprint of the, what's what they want to have. That's what they want the entire world to be like. But we're seeing people stand up. We're seeing people fight back and everything like that, which is fucking great. And I do think we're, I do think the people who are fighting for freedom are, are going to come out, come out on top. Because just if you just study history, the people who value their freedom always come out on top. American Revolution, you know, the, you know, they came out on top after freedom. Any, any people that are part of the side of freedom always come back out on top. It takes a while. But we we always come back uh, um, out on top in the end. So just people just gotta keep fighting, man. And it's whether whether you're vaccinated or not, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just a matter of yo, don't try to tell us what to do. And now that now we actually see that you're lying, and you've been lying for a long time. And it's like yo, now people are fighting back. Like, no, you've been you've been lying this whole time. And now it's like yo, now nah, we're not doing this anymore. So yeah, man, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to take in. But once, like I said, it's a lot to take in. But once you start connecting the dots. It's like this makes so much sense, and now you're seeing all the rollbacks and stuff like that. It's like start, it starts to make sense. Then, but trust me, they're not done. They are not done. <laughs> um, we will see. Now, this is this is forecasting to the future. We will see another economic uh, downturn. Uh, this is this is a fact. Uh, we will see an economic downturn. Will it be uh, another quote unquote black swan event like COVID was? Um, even though COVID wasn't really a black swan event, people saw it coming because we were already in a depression. But um, Will it be another black swan event like that where the market just tumbles out of tumbles out of you know what I'm saying and drops 35 percent? I don't know, but one thing we do know that's on the agenda for them is um, more talks with the global warming stuff, uh, climate change. Um, and if you really think about what happened with COVID, we forced everyone to stay outside, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in a whole bunch of stuff in the news about oh because we stayed inside, you know the Dolphins came back in this area. Those, those are the bullshit they, they tried to put out that because we weren't driving anymore, like the, all of a sudden the atmosphere just got fucking better all, all the time. So um, global warming, climate change, you'll you'll start to see that being more in the news, more and more and more and more. And what since we since a lot of people already acquiesce and are more willing to now go inside for the good of the world, whatever you want to call it. Because they what what did they do? They said, oh, if you, if you don't go, if you don't stay inside, you're you're a fucking terrorist. Like this is what they did. If you don't stay inside, if you don't stay away from people, you're a fucking terrorist. Like they literally call people who don't wear masks terrorists. Like they they said this. Like it's ridiculous. So they've they've already got their foot in the door on terms of locking people down. That people are likely to do it again, which is which is horrible. But um, so listen out or be 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 aware of more talks about global warming and also be aware about um cyber attacks i know you probably you probably seen me post about you know them preparing for a cyber attack um cyber attacks could be that quote-unquote black swan event that causes the next next downturn next calamity um they've they've already they've already been uh preparing for it just like they did with covid covid november 20 november 2019 they ran it they ran a simulation this is on the john hopkins university website this is not me talking on my ass they ran a simulation for COVID. They said, let's see how this how this will spread, everything like that. They ran a simulation for it. And then four months later, we got, we got it. So what they do for a cyber attack, December 2021, they ran a simulation for a cyber attack. They're literally telling you to prepare for a cyber attack. They're, this is not like, this is what they do. They're, 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 they've been so caught out now that they actually tell you beforehand what they're going to do. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, but... Um, so this, it's been in the news. I, I posted on my Instagram, so like that. Oh, Russia might do a cyber attack against them. They, they've, they've already been prepping us for what they're, what they're going to do. So, um, uh, be prepared for that. Um, what else they have on it? There's a lot of stuff going on on the agenda, but, um, if we, if we can even get deep into the metaverse. Like it's, it's, it's all connected, but like you have to understand it's all connected. The metaverse. What do we have? What do we have with the metaverse? Uh, virtual reality now. Like people are being, people are in a virtual reality. Uh, what's that movie called? Um, I can't think of the movie off the top of my head right now. Uh, but people having the goggles on their face. People are gonna. It sounds crazy. It sounds so 
it sounds so crazy, but if you really think about it, think about think about all the movies you see and people are wearing these goggles and stuff like that, walking around, whatever case may be, or maybe not even walking around, they're stuck in their place because they're so they're so locked into what they see in this virtual reality. Like I think that's that's the potential of what can happen. And, you know, they're putting it out as it's, a, it's such a great thing. Like I saw I saw something that said um that's that showed a woman was able to see her dead daughter in the metaverse. That's crazy. It is crazy because as a mother, I'm not going to want to leave that space. I have my daughter back with me now. And they had it so that I can feel, like I can quote unquote feel her. I'm not taking those goggles off. I have my daughter back. So it sounds crazy, but think, but if you really think about it, it's like, yo, that's, that's not too far fetched. You know what I mean? So um you, like i said you take it back to the metaverse and all this other stuff that you know they're out there enrolling now it's just like they have no plans for us that's that's good you know what i mean um so yeah man it's it's it's, it's a lot but it sounds oh, all conspiracy yeah. it sounds conspiracy theory but it's just like when you really take a take a bird's eye view of it you're just like oh nah yeah this is the stuff you see in movies is is, is real as shit. Like, <laughs> well, you know, back into the to the Matrix of the nineties is like, no, it's like understand you're in the Matrix. Like, so if you think about if you think regular regular reality is a Matrix, you know, just what we do now, what we experience now. Think about what the metaverse is. That's the Matrix within the Matrix. It's like all this is ain't real. And if they now this, let's take it back to an economic sense, their their motto is by twenty thirty you'll own nothing and be happy. This is their words, not mine. You'll own nothing and be happy how does that look okay by 23rd i own nothing to be happy okay well if we have this metaverse thing and now you got everybody jumping in the metaverse buying digital land fake as shit it is not real <laughs> it's digital land it's not real okay now you have you got people jumping into the metaverse people locked in in, in their in their homes not doing anything Who's at who's actually getting the actual real stuff in real life? Well, they are. What do we have? We have BlackRock buying up buying up communities left and right. We have you know these 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 big corporations buying up the actual real stuff. So now, how does it look? How does that? How do we get there? Okay, well, the only way we get there to the point where I'm actually I'm not owning anything, which means by by extent that means I'm either renting it or something like that because I'm not owning it anymore. They have to cause an economic downturn because they have to make it so they have to make it so inconvenient for me to own that I'm willing to give it up so that they can buy it. And that's how by 2030 I own nothing, but I'm happy because either one I'm in a metaverse, so I'm not even so I'm not even fucking conscious, or by two I can afford to where I I'm happy because I can afford where I live. I, I didn't have to I didn't have to fully move out and get a different place. Right. But right. but not, but now I'm just renting to. Black Bible renting to these mega corporations that that own everything. So it's like got to put it all together to really see to see what's happening. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. Like I hope I'm wrong. I hope mm-hmm. humanity. <laughs> I hope humanity fucking you know, you know turns up you know and 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 takes back their freedom and stuff like that. But if you look at it how it is now, it's it's not looking good. And like I said, we won't we won't know until this this decade from 2020 to 2030 is going to be a very 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 strange decade. Like. Is a, there's a quote that says, um, "There's, there's, um, there's decades, there's decades where it seems that weeks happen, then there's weeks where it seems that decades happen. So like, it's like this whole decade is gonna seem like, yo, like we got COVID, we got this, we got this, we got like, why does so much stuff happen in this one decade? And it's because if you think, if you know the, if you know the, if you know the life, the life cycle currencies, if you know the fourth turning, if you know." Um, all these things is like no this actually makes perfect fucking sense it makes perfect sense on how it is you know so that's 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 what that's how i see it man um but like i said on the brighter side of it i do think the people as we continue to fight for freedom and liberty we will come out on the other side of it um we will come out on the other side of it you know in in, in a great way i do believe in crypto uh more specifically bitcoin um but Things that I know that are 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 also going to be around, even though we even though we will have crypto, we will have a central bank digital currency, which is I don't know if you want to go more into central bank digital currency, but 
Um, we will have central bank digital currency, so the dollar as we know it won't be around anymore. That's that's just China already has it. Jamaica is rolling that. All these countries are rolling out their central bank digital currency, which is um, which is really people understand that that's programmable money. Um, people say, oh well, the money is already digital. We have a debit card, credit card. Yes, I understand that. We have to understand that a central bank digital currency is now programmable money. So this means that in any type of downturn, it doesn't have to be a downturn, but any type of downturn, which I'll get the next, the next down, the next downturn will will roll out the central bank digital currency. Mark my words on that, because um, the problem is it's problem reaction solution. They cause a problem, they get the reaction from the people. Solution will be a CBDC. Um, but central bank digital currency is 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 programmable money. So let's take for example what happened in 2020. They they gave out these stimulus checks to everybody, right? Now with the central bank digital currency, what they can do now now is programmable. Now everyone has a quote unquote bank account with the Fed. Everyone now has a bank account with their, their normal bank. Now everyone has a, a, a an app or a bank account with the Fed directly. So now the banks the banks money printing quote unquote goes directly to the people. Now it's not it's not it's not it's not them buying the treasuries and the government giving no 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 there's, there's no there's no middleman now. Now everyone is is connected to the Fed. That's programmable money. Programmable money means they can have a timestamp on it. They can tell you where to. They can tell you where to spend the money. So let's say a downturn happens. It's, the CBDC comes out. They give you these two thousand dollars. They give you two thousand dollars of Fed coin, whatever you want to call it. They say, "Yo, you only have two weeks to spend it, or it, or it goes away. You 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 can only you can only spend it on this." It's creating artificial inflation. It's creating artificial demand in certain in certain places. People understand. Their, their privacy with their money will be completely gone. There's no there will be no privacy with money anymore. We we've, we've seen it. We've seen news as news stuff come out like oh, uh, down to down to six hundred dollars that they want to uh, be able to to track down to six hundred dollars in your in your account. Like that's that's crazy. If we have a CBDC, there's no privacy. They have complete complete control over the money, and that's where Bitcoin comes in. That's where crypto comes in. And that's that's taking your money out of the system and saying no, I have I have control over my money. You're not taking control over my money. So that's that's it's a lot of stuff going on, but mm. it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. James, I talked man. a lot, yeah, dude. I <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Honestly, you know, it, as much as I don't agree with you in terms of people getting the vaccine, I really appreciate you coming on mm-hmm. here and what all the research it seems like you've done. I really think yeah. that that's, there's definitely something to be said for that. And everybody watching and listening, you know, you ultimately have to do your own research and kind of do feel how feel how how you how you want to feel, you know, like <laughs> even though they said your- <laughs> James obviously <laughs> a very a very smart guy, and you know, I I'm understanding and I hear everything that he's saying, but mm. I think that um you know it was definitely definitely an amazing time to have you on this podcast and with everything going on in the world, you know, you kind of want to hear both sides because if you just watch yeah, the sure. news. And you, sure. you know, watch Instagram and you see kind of how social media reacts to everything that you're saying, you know, you kind of want to you definitely want to have a voice like yours in your ear to kind of, I don't want to say open your eyes, but just know that there's maybe two sides to a lot of things. See, see both sides. If you, if you look at what they've been doing, they've been, no, this is what's going on. The narrative has been one, one, one lane. That's, 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 that's just pure trying to control a narrative and that's if, if you see something people trying to control a narrative that just means that they're hiding something there's a there's i'll give you a bunch of quotes there's another quote that says uh cutting out a man's tongue doesn't prevent doesn't prevent the truth cutting out a man's tongue means that person has something to hide the other person that person that cut out the person's tongue that means that that person has something to hide and that's what's been going on there's been so much people have been in deep platforms all this other stuff but having a contrary in view we're supposed to have freedom of speech i don't know what happened to freedom of speech but we have we've had doctors come out. We have a whole bunch of people come out that that give that gave an alternative narrative. Predominant doctors, people, the people, the person who created the vaccine himself, the person who created the PCR test himself, they both came out and said, "Yo, this should not be used." Do you hear that? No, they 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 got they got rid of not got rid of him in the sense that uh, they killed him. They they just made sure his information couldn't get out, and that's that's when you know something is up. So whether you, like I said, like you said, whether you got the vaccine or not, whether you, you're pro-vaccine, whatever, who cares? It doesn't matter. The point is, right now, is our freedoms and liberties are being taken away, and that's that's just not, that shouldn't be happening. James, thank and you all, so and much. And all it takes us to come together. 
James, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast here. Guys, everybody, James, though, dude, try, uh, shout out your uh, Instagram quick so people can uh, um, follow you. Instagram is um, at TrackstarLow. Um, Snapchat at TrackStar underscore low. Facebook, James TrackStarLow. It's all TrackStarLow. Um, I will be uh, starting a podcast soon. Hopefully, we get my boy Teddy's help. Um, that's, gonna, that's likely going to be called the uh, Travel Lightly podcast. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Teddy, I appreciate you. Yo, we got to catch up. You got to, you got to get together, uh, man. Um, I love what you're doing, the podcast, the, 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 the comedy, everything like that. I love seeing people just stepping in and say purpose. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm honored to have to, uh, you have me on and, uh, yo, let's do it again, man. Absolutely. James, thank you so much, guys. James Lowe, everybody. And, um, I'll get to you guys on the, uh, the exit here but uh james thanks so much man i'll talk to you soon appreciate you brother wow okay so after listening to that podcast i'm sure you guys can tell that you know james is definitely a student of economic history he understands the cycles sounds like a very hard-working man and honestly when i met james in college he wasn't on the track team initially for like the first year and a half i did see him like every day like i said on the track working hard and you know i don't doubt that he's done his research in terms of like economic cycles. Now, while everybody has a different opinion on it, you know, I'm not here to say that I fully disagree or fully agree with anything that he's saying. And as you guys could tell, like during the episode, I was saying like, you know, I definitely don't agree with you on this. Maybe I hear what you're saying on that. But about like 13 minutes into the podcast, which I'm sure you guys notice, he starts referring to they a lot. And I think when you talk about coronavirus and you think about the government and you think about like the elite and higher power, maybe like that's what he was referring to when he kept referring to they. And I think that's ultimately was what was he, excuse me, what he was referring to, which is like the higher power, but um, a little bit vague in my opinion, in terms of just referring to they a bunch, because you really don't know who they is. And while you talk about articles and you talk about studies that have been done, it's hard to bring up every single study that he talks about, you know, just cause like, he says there's so many examples and each of them, you know, you can find on the internet, whatever that refers to. So also one of the things he said, the vaccine came out too fast. And I think people thought that in general, you know, just cause like it takes years for vaccines to finally come out. But like the coronavirus vaccine came out within like six to seven months, you know, while everybody else was working on it. That was um something that James harped on that I thought was like an interesting point. He also feels that, People do not get less sick if they do have the vaccine shot. I don't agree with that. I mean, for the most part, guys, I don't agree with a lot of what he was saying, but I think it was very important to have James on the podcast and to hear both sides. You know, like I'm not siding with him. I'm not fully disagreeing with him, but I think it's it's enlightening to hear both sides. So controlling the economy, he's saying, is a lot of what the coronavirus scare is of. And, um, you know, I let him talk. And him saying that a small percentage of people are controlling the masses, that's not so out of left field. I don't think that that's so far off for him to say something like that. But guys, I really just wanted you to hear an opinion of somebody who was unvaccinated. And I think that that episode, it was good. It was informing. And, you know, you believe what you want to believe. All right. This is not an anti-vax podcast by any means. As you guys know, I've had my three shots. Excuse me. And I would encourage you guys to get three shots as well. Do your research, and uh, James, thanks so much for hopping on. And uh, shoot me an email. Let me know what you guys thought of this episode, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. All right? See you guys next time. Peace.